TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week is a little bit of an episode with a difference. So rather than a chat between George and I, rather than an interview, what I've actually got for you is a talk that I did at our most recent wellness summit in Melbourne. So if you haven't heard about the wellness summit, you can find out all about it and find out about next year's wellness summit at thewellnesssummit.com. Otherwise, have a listen to this episode. Hope you enjoy it and let me know what you think. You know, what's fascinating about the events that we do with the Wellness Couch is I think kind of the way it's changed over the years. As Marcus said, you know, we spent a lot of the time in the early days talking about the tools that you could use, whether that was running barefoot or eating paleo or, you know, what you could do to tweak your mindset. And it seems like the longer we go on and the more we all get invested and involved in this health and wellness space, the more we start talking about things like finding your why. You know, we've spoken about that a lot this weekend, haven't we? It's a common theme that came out. And, and we spoke about um, finding your truth. And that's been a common theme that's come out today, as, uh, this weekend as well. And so this is what I'm going to talk to you about. And so it was funny that Marcus introduced me without really kind of knowing what I'm going to talk about, because I'm not quite sure what I'm going to talk about. But Marcus introduced me by talking about, you know, going to those depths that we're sometimes scared to go to. And uh, it would, it's the perfect segue, Marcus. So thank you very much. And uh, because what I want to talk about is the truth. And so when I think about the truth, the first thing that comes into my head is I think that probably for the first 30 plus years of my life, I was really scared of the truth. Thank you, Marcus. Um, So I was scared that the truth, if I told the truth and if I lived the truth, that my truth, um, that that was going to be hurtful for other people and that that was going to be hurtful for me. And as I've sort of gone on a journey over the last probably five years, I've realized that that actually couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, it was the exact opposite of the truth. And so I'm going to talk to you today, and my whole talk is going to be about the truth, and it's going to be about how the truth can set you free. And I want to talk to you about, to start with, to tell a little bit of a story of one of the most liberating experiences that I've had in my life. And it's funny when I share this story, because it doesn't sound like a traditional liberating experience, but it was. And so one of the things that happened to me five years ago um, is that I got divorced. And it was a big deal for me. It was a really challenging, challenging time. And one of the reasons it was so challenging is that it fed into a lot of beliefs that I had around myself and a lot of beliefs that I'd had around myself from a very young age. Okay. And so one day I sat down and I started investigating these beliefs and I had my little journal out and I just started writing stuff. And... What came into my head was that this fundamental belief that I had, and to a degree a fundamental belief that I still have sometimes, is that I'm not good enough. Who shares that? Who's ever felt like they're not good enough? It is so common. As far as limiting beliefs go, it seems to be the most common limiting belief that we can have. And so at this time in my life especially, but to be honest, it wasn't really even related to the time in my life. It had been there probably my entire life. I had some limiting beliefs. And when I started writing them down, I just started writing a list of all of these beliefs that I had, okay? And so I wrote down that I'm not good enough as a husband. I wrote down that I'm not good enough as a chiropractor. I wrote down that I'm not good enough at managing my money. I wrote down that I'm not good enough at looking after my kids. I wrote down that I'm not good enough at getting my message out and sharing what I know with as many people as I could. And I just just kept going. (laughs) I was like, this list just kept going. 
And I wrote out all of these reasons why I felt that I wasn't good enough. And you know, I got to the end of the list, and it sounds like the most negative thing you could ever do to yourself, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like the most depressing, sad thing you could do is sit down and write a list of why you're not good enough? And I got to the end of my not good enough list, and I felt fantastic. It was the most relieved I have felt in the longest period of time. Because for the first time in a very long time, I was totally honest with myself. I was honest about all these things that I'd been saying to myself in my head, but I hadn't been allowing to come to the surface because I was scared of what would happen if they actually came, if I actually admitted that I said those things about myself, I was scared of where that would go. Who can relate to that? Yeah, it sounds like a really scary thing. But I wrote this list and I got it out on paper and I was like, oh, thank God. I finally got it out there. I finally owned up to it. Now I can do something about it. Like now I've got something to work with. You know, I'd spent so many years reading personal development and, and reading, listening to, interviewing all these experts. I had so many tools and strategies, but all the tools and strategies were useless until I was honest with myself, until I was actually willing to accept the truth of where I was at and what I was saying to myself and what I was saying to other people, the tools, the strategies were useless. So I got this list and I was like, okay, so here's my list of things where I'm not good enough. And I thought, well, I'm, gonna go, I'm kind of being honest here. I'm telling myself the truth, so I'm going to keep rolling with this. And so I looked down my list and I decided to say, well, which ones of these are true? Because, of course, the innate thing to do is to say, well, you know, I'm going to be really positive here. None of these are true. They're just these beliefs and I'm just going to move on. But no, I sat down and went, do you know what? Some of these are true. And I went down and I thought, and I actually marked next to them which ones I thought were true. And then others, I went, do you know what? I think that's actually not true. And so then I got the ones that weren't true and I started investigating why I thought they weren't true and what I could do to start changing my belief around that. And I started setting in some actions that I could do to show myself why they weren't true. And that was awesome. I looked at the limiting beliefs that I felt were true and I asked myself, can I change it? Some of them I went, do you know what? I think that's kind of just me. Like that actually is me and I'm not great at that and that's okay. That was an amazing relieving experience to go, do you know what, I'm not great at that and that's okay. I've got other people in my life who are great at that and as long as I communicate with them about what they're great at and what I'm great at, it's cool, we got this covered. You know? And there were other things where I went, well, I'd like to be great at that and I reckon there's something I could do about it and I was able to then write a list and say, here's, here's some things I'm going to do to make some change and that was really cool. So one of the most, limit, the most releasing things, the most revealing things I ever did was write my list of why I wasn't good enough. It's a really interesting exercise if anyone wants to do it. But you know, the thing about truth is, it's bullshit. <laughs> so I've just said to you, truth is what's going to set you free. But the problem with truth is our perception of what truth is. We have this idea that truth is this absolute, finite, definite thing that exists somewhere. And it doesn't. There's no such thing as absolute truth. And when you go searching for absolute truth, and when you want everything to be absolute truth, you are absolutely setting yourself up for failure. Okay? So what I want you to understand, if there is no one truth, there's your truth. Okay? And even your truth isn't true. All it is, is the best model you can come up with right now to help explain what's going on, until you learn something new and replace it with a better one. That's your truth. And when you start thinking about truth in that way, it's so liberating. It frees you from the pressure of needing to be right. It frees you from the pressure of needing to know what to do. It frees you from the pressure of needing to know how to do it. 
and it frees you from beating yourself up. Does that sound okay? Do we all kind of accept that? Are we okay with the fact that there's no real truth? Maybe? Got a couple. Good. <laughs> all right. So I couldn't come to this wellness summit. We needed to have a little bit of Lawrence Tam, didn't we? Yeah? Could have a big cheer for Lawrence Tam. I love it. Because Lawrence Tam's talks at the summit have always been a highlight, and we miss Lawrence this year. We've got some amazing speakers this year, and it's been awesome to have a bit of a change. But we do love Lawrence, and so I wanted to bring in Lawrence. And one of the quotes that I got from Lawrence from one of his, I think it was just a Facebook post he did one time, but it just stuck with me, was this concept that no one is going to save you. So in the spirit of truth, my talk today is not going to be a fluffy talk. All right, it's not going to be a nice talk. It's not going to be me saying things that I think you would like me to say. All right, my talk today, I deliberately set out because I wanted to tell you the things that I think you want that you need to hear. Okay, that might not be true, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Okay, and one of the things Lawrence said in this Facebook post said is, "No one is coming to save you." Okay, we have this idea that maybe there's someone out there who's going to save us. Maybe it's someone else's responsibility to change. Maybe we need to wait for someone to come along and. Give us what we need to make that step in the next direction. That maybe everyone else should care enough about us to help us make this change. Okay? The reality is no one else is going to care enough about you to help you make this change until you care enough about you to help you make this change. Okay? We can give you tools. We can give you resources. We can give you information. Hopefully we can give you inspiration. But we can't make the change for you. The change has to come from within and it has to come from you guys, okay? We are not your gurus. We are not the people who are going to heal you, save you, fix you. If you want to find that person, look in the mirror. And you know, the thing about the truth, the thing about finding your why, the thing about being yourself, is that not everyone's going to like you. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. In fact, I would say if you're everyone's cup of tea, you're doing something wrong and you're not living your truth, okay? Because you are not everyone's cup of tea. You need to be you. You need to be unapologetically, uniquely you because you are the person who's going to save you. And so you need to be that person to get that result. So you need to be okay with that. The next truth I've got for you is it's not as bad as you think, okay? Whatever it is that's going on in your life right now, it's actually not as bad as you think. Right? What you think it is, is the story you've made up in your head of what the truth is. But it's not the truth, it's just the story. Okay? The truth is somewhere in between. And so often we get ourselves in trouble because we create this story about how bad it is and how awful it is and how this is affecting our lives and how impossible it is to overcome and we just come up with these stories that are impossible to live up to and impossible to overcome. Who does that sometimes? Great. I think we all do sometimes, don't we? But, you know, the flip side of that is it's not as good as you think either. <laughs> there are people in this room who do the opposite. Okay? And we want everything to be perfect. We go into a relationship and we want it to be the perfect relationship. We put this person that we're in a relationship with up on an absolute pedestal and think that they are perfect. Okay? We go into a business and we expect everyone else to perform 
at a perfect level and to do it exactly the way that we would do it. Okay? And so it's not as good as you think it is either because if you expect it to be as good as you think it is, you're also setting yourself up for failure. Right? It's a fantastic way to end up miserable later on. Okay? So what I want you to do is just accept the truth that everyone is a little bit good and a little bit bad. Every experience is a little bit good and a little bit bad. Everything that happens to you is a little bit good and a little bit bad. You know, it's like the yin and the yang symbol. You know, we've got the black and we've got the white. And then we've got the white and the black and the black and the white. You know, that's what that symbol is all about. It's this concept, okay, that there is no truth, that there's always shades of grey. And the reality is that it's not going to get any easier, okay? So many of us are waiting for it to get easier. We're like, well, when I get to this certain income, everything's going to be okay. You know, when I find this person, everything's going to be okay. You know, when I get to, you know, I'm going to get to these holidays and then everything's going to be okay. You know, we're going to get married and then everything's going to be okay. We have these finite times, we have these goals, we have these strategies that we put in place and we think that when we get to the end of that, it's just smooth sailing from there. Okay? And it's not true. It is not the truth. The truth is, it just changes. Okay? People with bucket loads of money don't have no problems. They just have different problems. Okay? People in great relationships don't have no problems. They just have different problems. You know, we heard Kim talking about her relationships. And she has an amazing, beautiful relationship. But it's not perfect. Okay? It has good and it has bad. And there's bad in the good and there's good in the bad. Okay? So if you're waiting for it to get easier, you're going to be waiting a long time. You're just going to have to take action and understand that it's not going to get easier. You're just going to get better. Is that okay? And stop trying to be happy. Who expected to hear that this weekend? <laughs> stop trying to be happy, okay? Because you're not going to be happy all the time. And if your goal is to be happy all the time, you're probably going to be miserable. Because you're not going to be happy all the time. Okay? So try to be you. Because you are sometimes going to be happy. And you are sometimes going to be sad. Okay? And you might choose not to dwell in that sadness all the time. Okay? You might choose to see the happiness in things as much as possible. But if you expect yourself not to be sad... I did this after my divorce. I expected myself not to be sad. I had this idea that I was this wellness guy. I'd read this stuff. I'd learnt this stuff. I knew these tools. I knew these strategies. So I should just get over it. I just needed to do the work, and then everything was going to be fine, and I'd move on. But the reality was I wasn't bloody happy. Okay? And by avoiding it, I just made it worse. It just made me more miserable. It made it last longer. It made it take longer to move on. When the reality was I just needed to accept the fact that, you know what? Some things in life suck. And that's okay. All right? It's okay to be upset about that. But it's just not okay to stay there. It's not okay to get stuck there. So you experience it. You do it. You do sadness. And then you move on. Does that make sense? And so often when we do go through these experiences, and I'll tell you what, I've spoken to some people this weekend who've been through some unbelievable experiences, and they've built walls around themselves as a result of those experiences to protect themselves. Okay? And what I want you to tell you is that those walls are there for a reason. Okay? They're there to protect you. They're there to 
give you some space to heal, right? to give you a chance to recover and then move forwards. But I also want you to understand that those walls that are there are not serving you in the long term. They serve you in the short term, but they're not serving you in the long term. And so many of us build up walls in so many different ways. Right? And when we think about building up walls, we often think of the sort of classic, you know, maybe someone who's a bit aggressive. And they'll keep you at distance aggressively because they've got this wall and this boundary there that wants to keep you apart. Does anyone know someone like that? And that's often the people we think of when we talk about building up walls. But, you know, many people build up walls in many different ways. Okay? So some people will build up walls by being passive-aggressive. Okay? Some people will build walls by giving you the silent treatment. You know? Some people will build walls by isolating themselves and hiding away in a different place. Okay? And so I want you to think about these different walls that we build up in our lives. What are the barriers we've built between ourselves and the truth? Because okay? the truth is that there is stuff that you want to do. There are relationships that you want to have. There are goals that you want to achieve. And these walls, as much as they're keeping you safe, they're also keeping you confined. And so you need to find where you can push through these walls and move on and not be stuck in that position, that safe place where you've been. I couldn't find a good quote on this one, so I just made one up. Um, <laughs> and this one is really just a quote for me. Um, because one of the things I realised was that one of the walls I was putting up around myself was people-pleasing. Okay? And so I would be so scared of telling people the truth. I was so worried that, A, they wouldn't like me and they wouldn't think I was good enough. Okay? And B, that I was going to hurt someone, and that would just prove that I wasn't good enough. Right? That I was people-pleasing. Who's a people-pleaser? I would guarantee you about 90% of this room is a people-pleaser. They seem to, we, we definitely, uh, especially the girls and the mums, are massive people-pleasers. And people-pleasing isn't the truth. Okay? And the biggest thing I want you to understand, and the biggest lesson I learnt about people-pleasing, is that you're not helping the person you're trying to please. You're doing the exact opposite. Right, what a ridiculous thing it was for me to go around for 30 years expecting someone to fulfil these expectations I had of them and never bloody telling them what the expectations were. Isn't that ridiculous? I was so busy people-pleasing. I was like, no, it's all right, it doesn't matter. It'll be okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. You just keep going. It's fine. And then in myself, I'd be like resentful later on going, I can't believe they didn't care. <laughs> I didn't even bloody tell them. I didn't even give them a chance. All right? So people-pleasing is not helping yourself and it's not helping the person you're trying to please. Because the best thing that can happen for them is that you can give them the truth so that they can make their best informed decision about what they want to do going forwards. You're allowing them to make a conscious choice with all of the facts, okay? instead of denying them the facts and then get cranky about the choice that they make. Does that make sense? And so I've had a few conversations this weekend. I'm writing a book at the moment. Who was at the 2016 Wellness Summit? Cool. So I did a talk at the 2016 Wellness Summit called Rock Bottom. And I went into a lot more detail about that experience I had of getting divorced and what that meant for me, how that affected me personally, how I really lost my purpose in that point in time. And, um, and what I did then to start moving forwards from there. And I'm writing that into a book at the moment. I'm about seven chapters out of eight done. And I'm really hoping it'll be done sometime really soon. And so I was talking to a few people this weekend. They said, how are you 
you're writing a book, you know, we do the wellness couch, I co-host two podcast shows, I run a chiropractic practice, I've got two awesome little kids, and obviously a fiancé as well, and we've got a beautiful family, and, and we're doing all of these things. And I said, how are you finding time to write a book? And I said, well, I prioritise it, okay? I prioritise it. I put it into my schedule, and I put it into my schedule first. Because the reality is that as much as we all say, I haven't got enough time, okay? That as much as we all say, I haven't got enough money, as much as we all say, I haven't got enough resources, most of the time, pretty close to all the time, it's just priorities. It's just the fact that you're prioritising something else or someone else higher than what it is that you really want to be doing. And so I want you to start having a think about that. I want you to write down at some stage, write down, what is it that I spend all my time doing? And write that in order. And then write down, what are my actual priorities? What would I like to be prioritising? What are the things that are most important to me living my truth and being the best version of me? Because you know what? For all those people that you want to help around you, the best thing you can do for them is be the best version, best version of you. So I really encourage you to prioritise what it is that you want to do. So I get up, I'm, you probably, if you listen to the wellness guys, you know I'm not a morning person. I'm like definitely not a morning person. We're staying in this little Airbnb at the moment and everyone's got their schedule of like what time they get up to go have their shower so they can get ready to go. And like I'm like, okay, I need 10 minutes to get ready. So I'm staying asleep until 10 minutes before Marcus says he wants to walk out the door. And then I'm like, I'm up in the shower, dressed, I'm out, I'm good. Because I love my mornings. But on Friday mornings, not this weekend, but usually on Friday mornings, I get up at 5.30 in the morning, I get to the 6am CrossFit class, I do an hour of exercise, because I know that that is the only way that I then can go into work early before anyone else starts to bother me. I put my phone in flight mode and I write my book for an hour. And I do that every Friday because it's important to me I prioritise it, and I know that when I do that, I'm being the best version of myself, and that's the best way for me to help you guys. It's the best way for me to show up for my family. It's the best way for me to provide for my family. And really importantly, it's the best way for me to be the best role model I can for all those people in my life who I care about. And ultimately, they will, they will see what you do far before they'll see what you say. Right? So if you want those people in your life to prioritise themselves, start prioritising yourself. And just to finish it on a really cheery note, because it's been such a fun, light-hearted talk, <laughs> I went to my friend Gary V, and he said, you're going to die. One day, every single person in this room is not going to be here anymore. Think about that. What do you want to leave behind? What do you want your example to the world around you to be? What do you want your legacy to be? What's going to be left when you die? That's the truth. What it was that just came into your head just then is the truth. I want you to live that. I want you to be that. I want you to prioritise that. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that talk live from the Wellness Summit in Melbourne. Uh, once again, if you want to find out more about the Wellness Summit, particularly the 2009 edition, head to thewellnesssummit.com. Otherwise, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook, 
Give us a five-star rating on iTunes and join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com. And let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.